0: support for why is that important is 100% provided by you. We are blown away by the hundreds of downloads we've gathered over our first season and we are super grateful to have the opportunity to host a second season. And even though submitting a podcast is free, there's a lot of other little expenses here and there and that's where you come in. Even just a dollar a month goes a long way in making this podcast better. So if you love this podcast and want to put some money behind it, go to patreon.com slash W-I-T-I, or you can click in the show notes. Uh, once again, that's patreo dot com slash W-I-T-I. We really appreciate it, and thanks for being a great listener. Why the healthy? Why is that poor the podcast is called Why Is That Important? Hey there, and welcome to Why Is That Important? Where regular people come for interesting ideas and perhaps a little debate. I'm your host, Joe Wanger, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrew Martin. Hola! And uh, each week we have the privilege of interviewing someone who has something they feel is important. Uh, important enough to talk about, and we'll take some time, discuss it, maybe disagree on it. Um, but before we get to all that, Andrew how are you doing today?
1: You know, not, not, not too terrible. Um, yeah, some, there's some interesting things developing in my life and I'm kind of excited to see where they go. Not ready to talk about them yet cause they're not done deals, but, uh, yeah. So today was a, today was a good day. How about you, Joe?
0: All right, that's good.
1: Um, today was not,
0: not a great day. <laughs> I, uh, I have a five-year-old son that's likes to be a control freak and, uh, that does not play itself out well all the time. <laughs> so yeah, it was, you know, a day's a day. I'm I'm here. I'm alive, and I am considering being more fit. <laughs> you like that? And, like that? That's a nice segue. Yeah, I uh, know the feeling. Yeah. So, <laughs> so our topic today, uh, ironically, I don't know how that happened, uh, is we're talking about CrossFit, and you know. This one, while the idea of CrossFit is not new to me, I actually had joined our guest's um, gym for a little bit, and I wound up I wound up stopping. I talk about that a little bit in there, but uh, it was more just just trying to fit it into my life was 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 a struggle with the, the times that they had available. Um, but you know, I found out some things here, and and I enjoyed this 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 conversation. I don't know about you, Andrew, but it was, it was enlightening and it was neat to see, um, not only are they just passionate about this, this sport, um, they actually run their business and very much care about people and
1: very kind and kind-hearted people. So I was really struck by like how individual focused it was, you know, my experience, I, I have to be fair to the listeners. I have never attended a CrossFit gym space event, whatever they are. Um, But I have been to a bunch of other gyms and I've always felt, you know, it's very much a impersonal come here, do your thing, go home, pay your dues, preferably actually the other order, pay your dues, come here occasionally, do your (laughs) thing. Um, And so it was really interesting to hear how like community focused they were, how like how much it was about the people and not necessarily about the body. The body was like secondary in some ways. Like the body is how the people physically live out their existence. And so that's why it's important, not in its own right, but because it's part of a whole human.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um so today we are joined by Tim and Caitlin Steele. Um we They're married, not siblings. They are yeah that's yeah that's that's important. They are married. And we actually Andrew and I knew Caitlin from from high school um but uh they they own a crossfit gym here in in our local area and um they're a husband wife duo they started their gym about we i think we discovered about 7 years ago tim started it then they got married and they've been doing this and um just from a personal note walking into their gym having no idea what crossfit is besides what you see in commercials i was pleasantly surprised by like you said the the personable nature not only of of the sport and what they're trying to do with it but of just the people that were there um the fact that i was new was noticed and people came up and said hi you know it wasn't about just getting me in and getting me paid so that eventually i have to cancel my credit card because they won't stop charging me um (laughs) it was it was uh (laughs) that did happen at another gym by the way are you serious that's awful yeah i I can I throw am I allowed to throw them under the bus on on here because <laughs> I was not impressed. Don't with, name and shame. Uh, fine, I won't. but they know who yeah, they and, are. Yeah, and so the other thing with with them is they take their their craft very seriously to the point where it's about being healthy. It's about being safe. Um, and they do uh, as they talk about in the podcast an assessment, and make sure that you are physically capable of handling the, the the exercises before you even get to a point where they're just tossing you in the gym. And so, uh, yeah, I mean that. There's there's lots of other things I could say. Very great, very kind people. We even talked after the podcast for I think almost another hour. Too long. Um, That's how. Long. Yeah, yeah. I went I went to bed really late that night. Um, and yeah, so without further here ado, is, yeah. Without further ado, here is our conversation with Tim and Caitlin Steele. Hi, guys! Welcome to the podcast. I'll put on my official voice for you now. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, as uh, we introed, we're talking about CrossFit. You guys own a CrossFit gym, um, but I imagine CrossFit is not well. CrossFit's relatively is it new, or is that just perception?
2: It's, it's more perception. It's been around, uh, I think, in 2003, uh, Glassman, the founder, kind of started testing it on Navy SEALs. Um, the first affiliate was, I think, two or three years after that, out mm-hmm. in, uh, in Santa Cruz. Um, from there, it's grown. We were like the 1,700th affiliate, I think, um, in mid-2010. Now, they think they're like 14,000. Wow, So um, it's exploded since it, since, it, the, the, since Reebok kind of started managing the games and it's been exploited all over TV and Internet and things. Um, it's grown tremendously. But, you know, a lot of the, the OGs, the grassroots guys, That was it started really getting big in 08, 09 um, and had that kind of like cult following. And then it became more commercialized, I'd say, like around 2012, 13. So okay. it's been around for, yeah, well over a decade now. Okay. So, yeah. so
1: those of us that are neophytes, uh, could you describe a little bit exactly what CrossFit <laughs> is? I mean, I have a vague. Can you idea. define?
0: Can yeah. you define yeah. neophyte first? <laughs> That's a, like
1: a neo CrossFit. as in new, <laughs> fight as in I don't remember what the Greek word definition of fight is, but someone who doesn't. I mean, I have a very tangential understanding of CrossFit just from knowing cr- CrossFit games are on television yeah. and being like, mm-hmm. man, if I watch that, my self-esteem goes down, so I'll do something else. Yeah, it, exa- no, and you're exactly <laughs> right. It, yeah. And then I have a couple it, it, friends who do it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to hang out with you because you look make me look yeah. bad, so I'll go somewhere else. So no, that's about no. all I know about CrossFit.
2: <laughs> it, it does have when, almost for us from like a, a marketing standpoint, the, the games don't necessarily help us because people see that and they're like, I'll never be like that. That guy's a freak. Um uh, whatever, and and so I don't think the games on TV is necessarily like a positive thing for us. CrossFit is doing some more commercials within the games that are showing more normal people because let's face the games. You're taking the top 50 males, the top 50 females, and then the top I think 30 teams in the world. 200 or four, 400,000 people did the open I think last year, so you're taking the the, the cream of the crop. Um, most of our our people at our gym um we have four people that compete really um are there 150 150 60 members do it to function better to feel better um not necessarily to compete so So that's a big thing
3: crossfit by definition to answer your question andrew's constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity so when we look at that definition um we're looking at Good movement patterns, varying them consistently. And Tim does our programming at CrossFit Hershey, but um, you know, varying those movements day to day, week to week, whatever. Um, and then adding once we have good movement pattern, um, varying them and adding the intensity or increasing load. So you know what you see on TV is by no means what we do in our gym day to day, like yeah. not even close. So we're helping helping people to function better by doing good exercise you know day to day um and helping them become more healthy and fit um not competing in the crossfit games by any stretch of the (laughs) imagination so
1: so what sets crossfit apart from any number of other help you get fit and feel better programs out there
2: i think if you look at like classic high intensity and role training the hit stuff um some of the stuff that gyms are doing that uh, they can't call it CrossFit legally, but they're still trying to do it. They they don't combine a lot of barbell work, so they miss the strength component. Um, and I think that's how they try to reel women in um, by doing that. But I think uh, to, for us, we have like a strength-based program. I think everybody needs a certain level of strength. I don't, you don't have to be a, a power lifter, but I think everybody should be able to lift weight. Um, not, again, it's not heavy loads, um, and it's progression, Um but i think we have a strength basis and i think that if you look at some of these other gyms that offer these classes that are that are like crossfit they're missing that component um the larger missing that component mm-hmm.
3: and then in the other you know the other side of that too is that if people go to the gym and maybe do um, you know use a lot of machines and do lat pull downs and the leg press machine and do smith machine squats they're missing out on the functional You know, muscle recruitment that if we don't, you know, if you're using a Smith machine to support a squat, you're not actually engaging your core the way you should be to be able to do those things and function better outside of the gym. So that's the functional piece is that, you know, I think for the most part, we're enabling people to be stronger outside of the gym as well. And that's going to be a main difference in strength programs in the gym, like in a globo gym, as we call them, um, an average. Uh, gym that's open 24 hours a day and you just go in and do your own workout um, but we're combining the cardiovascular piece with um, the strength training as well Yeah. plyometrics, all that stuff
1: so if I gather this correctly and, and fill me in where I make mistakes the idea, what you're saying is other programs will focus heavily on cardio instead of strength in order to try to reel people in who are like I don't want to be you know, one of those buff people, well, I just want to be a little healthier. And what you're Correct. saying is it's actually important to have strength because mm-hmm. if you're just doing cardio, yeah, you're, you're, you're burning calories in the moment, but you're not burning calories all day long with, Correct. you know, the, your, your re- resting metabolism isn't increased if you're not building muscle mass.
2: Yeah, like, th- exactly. The science of it says that if you're going to go run for an hour a day or be on the elliptical for an hour a day, you're not going to burn fat the way, first of all, you think you are um, or second of all, as effective as if I'm going to do interval training, um, that's starting to become more popular. The New York Times just put out an article about 60 seconds, working out as hard as you can for 60 seconds over the course, you know, doing that four or five times. And um, there's more and more research going more mainstream about that. I think that's important because you get a lot of people that just go get their book or their novel and they get on elliptical for an hour. And they burn, you know, 947 calories, so that enables them to eat like seven cookies. You know, I think that's the that's the wrong part, and that's the uneducated part. And so we do try to educate people a lot on that as well. Um, yeah, it, it's all over the place with that. Yeah.
1: So then the other the other part. So you have that half, and then you also have functional, which I guess mm-hmm. that means trying to replicate something you might do in real life, whereas you know lat pull downs, not directly applicable to a lot of things people do, even though having strong lats is probably I'm guessing is useful in lots of everyday activities.
2: Yeah. And let's say like some of the stuff we do, we, we do a lot of carries now. So we'll just take kettlebells and we'll, we'll carry them by our sides or we'll carry them in a front rack position or we'll, we'll carry one in one arm and a lighter one in the other arm. It's like when you carry your groceries, very rarely are both bags you're carrying the exact same weight. So we're, we're trying to create a little bit of that, I don't say muscle confusion, that's a bad way of doing it, but uh, the inadequate the inequalities you'll see in everyday life in the gym as well. Um, pulling things, pushing things. Um, are you going to snatch in everyday life? No. Um, but if you're going to create talk about the creation of power through the hip and things like that, then yes, there's a lot of things you do um, in real life that require a lot of that core midline strength. Um, so, so I think that'd be the way to kind of defend that.
1: So what's a snatch? I mean, I've that seen a movie, the <laughs> but I don't think yeah. it's
2: related. <laughs> <laughs> no, no not, not at all. Uh, it's it's probably the most complicated movement. Um, it's uh, it's with a barbell. Uh, and if you YouTube it, it is uh, probably the most widely abused uh, movement. And in CrossFit as well, whenever there's a CrossFit, like, Follies video on YouTube. Bloopers. It's usually muscle-ups and something to do with snatching. Um, we don't teach the snatch in our orientations anymore. Um, we don't find it hundred percent necessary, especially if you don't have the mobility um, to achieve those positions um, None of the athletes we train none of the high school college or junior high athletes we train snatch um, I just don't see that much of a purpose for it um, If you don't have the mobility and, and the older you get the less mobility you're probably gonna have so it, it's you know The whole teaching old dog new tricks. You really can't you can teach that but doing it safely um, it's the, kind of the risk out the reward, I think. So, but it is—it's a difficult movement. It requires a lot of uh, a lot of mobility in your entire body.
1: So. so, so just a real quick, like five second breakdown. What are you doing um, to the barbell?
2: Um, you're taking it from like a from from a deadlift position with a wide grip. You're driving the barbell up through your hip, pulling it back, and then landing. You're in a full squat with your arms overhead and the barbell's locked out overhead, and then you stand it up. As I'm kind of demoing it here, so it's <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's As I'm it's watching it, I'm like, it's hard. It's hard to explain from the um, overhead. But again, the argument from from people is well, that's not functional at all, and they they can make an argument that yeah, you're not necessarily going to be snatching in regular in real life. But if you break down the movement and and consider where the power is coming from and, and hip drive and things like that. Um, it's very applicable, so like for especially for athletes. Um, but again, we don't do it much for that because you know risk a reward, to me.
0: Well, and if you're a drywaller and you have to lift a well, piece all the way up above your head. Yeah. And hold it up there in one food moment yeah <laughs> i mean that's 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 where i see it being yeah right being completely functional yeah.
1: then you get a so, lift They make machines right. for that
0: <laughs> i was like it's funny it is a very visual visual thing because i remember yeah. so i i went to their crossfit gym for a little bit and i didn't leave because of them i left because it was uh, i was having trouble fitting it into my life which i'm sure tim will probably give me a hard time yeah i was like i feel like tim's gonna bring that bring something up (laughs) before we leave but um i was when when we were first talking through things i was kind of like okay yeah and then you see it and then um you get it explained and it makes so much more sense too it's very visual it's almost a very visual sport Mm yeah um but so let's let's so we kind of have an idea of of crossfit what you do we'll probably get into this a little more later but Let's go way back to before, you know, Tim Steele is is Mr. CrossFit of of Hershey Palmyra. Um like wh- what what how did you get introduced to it and then from there, like I mean, were you were you always did you always own a gym? Would you always dream yeah. of owning a
2: gym? Or like no, how does this all I, I um I got my first personal training certification, my senior year of high school. So it was always an important part of my life. Um I worked out all the time, whether it was doing your, you know, your three sets of 10 or I was a high school runner. So I ran into college as well. And and I go kind of go back and forth between the two. Um, when I was in the army, uh, I was in the seminary at the same time. I was, I was going to be a chaplain in the army and my buddy sent me this article. It's called what is fitness? Um, it's, it's a fantastic article, um, by Glassman. It basically talks about like, what does it mean to be fit? Um, it's about 10, 12 pages. It's incredible. Um, that changed a lot of people's lives. I think reading that, and mm-hmm. uh, I read it. I got on this website, you know, CrossFit.com, real basic website, and they posted some of these workouts. And so I just started doing them. And I was, I was very skeptical at first some of the movements. And plus, I didn't know how to do most of the stuff. I was a, you know, I could do pull ups, push ups. Um, you know, I'd been, you know, machines my whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started playing around with it. My buddy Ken, um, who's now retired from the, or, I'm sorry, reserve in the Marines. Um, He got me kind of pushed a little bit further, got my level one, uh, tested it a lot before I opened up the gym. Um, So about two to three years, I really put around with the theories and stuff. Um, And then I got in the best shape of my life when I was doing it. And I'm more fit at 36 years old than I was when I was 27. Um, So to me, the theory proves itself every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there's way more science into it now. I think with the competitions, there's way more into it as far as like, your, your threshold work and, and your, your lactic work versus, um, you know, the, the more your, your map work and things like that. Um, but the general gist of it, um, is life changing. And I think you're seeing people that, you know, thought they were fit when they were 25 or thought the best years of their life were in college as an athlete that are getting way more fit doing this now. And I think that's the coolest thing to me about it. Um, the cool thing too is that there's no limit. You know, you, if you keep getting stronger or keep getting faster, you're going to keep getting better and you're going to get more fit. And I think that's the, like from a coaching point of view, that's the coolest thing. When you see guys that are 46, mm-hmm. 47, peering on their back squats, you know, um, or running faster than they have. Um, so my, my background was, um, I was going to be a chaplain in the army. Um, didn't work out. I was wanted to branch transfer. I couldn't. Um, met Caitlin. She's from here, so. I here stuck around. Are. and uh, <laughs> So you're not from the area? I, I went to high school in York. I okay. moved around a lot when I was younger, but I went to high school in New York. Okay. Um, and then a uh, seminary in Myers Town, and met Kate through a friend. So, yeah, best we're, we're, day of your life. Best, di- best <laughs> days and years of my life, for sure.
3: <laughs> but for here sure. we are, <laughs> running a gym together, and we never thought that that was part no, of the
2: plan. No, it was, it was never part of the plan.
0: Yeah, uh, so when you, when you opened up the gym, was it like... Was it like, I'm just going to do this and see what happens? Did you have people that were like, yo, Tim, you need to open up a gym?
2: Yeah, we, you know, I was at, I was at another, a local, um, gym around here that I was not having fun training at, um, (laughs) some ethical issues were going on and I just wanted to get out. So it was kind of like half panic mode. Um, half hey I got I think we have something here that the people like and of course you know there's a huge risk because you got like 30 people being like man if you open I'm going to come man. and then you know all those 30 people don't join <laughs> right. um, you know we joined we had like five members yeah. and uh, it, you know we it was a struggle when we first opened because back then no one knew of CrossFit and so you're having to explain it like we're doing like to every single person you meet when you just want to be like hey just come by and work out just come by and try it I can't sit here and like give you the 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 de- <laughs> the uh, the definition of CrossFit it's not gonna make any sense to you anyway right um, so it was just getting people in the door to try it and I didn't know many people she knew everybody um, so it, was, it took a long time to, to grow it yeah long time to grow it mm-hmm. and how um, long have you been doing it seven years July first we opened yeah. oh wow okay just over seven years now mm-hmm. yeah. all right so we're yeah. hitting
0: you up on your almost your seventh anniversary
2: That's right yeah. Yeah. That's great. yeah our our CrossFit seven year anniversary will be in September um, mm-hmm. so we'll be an affiliate for seven years wow yeah Mm -hmm. yep so
0: a lot of people like my assumption going in was what i saw in commercials Mm -hmm. was like this somebody's garage that has some equipment and like different things around it and all these like ridiculously buff dudes um just looking at little chubby fat short me yeah, walking no. in there being like what the heck you know and, and I was surprised when, when when we came in that it was, it was m- multiple generations mm-hmm. multiple levels of fitness but also like men and women like there's mm-hmm. you guys have I think the times that I was there was probably almost more women than there were men mm-hmm. um,
3: that's one of the things that I like about the diversity of the group um, you know 65 year old men can work out next to a female med student that's 26 and kicking everybody's butt next to, you know, a 40 year old man that is a high level executive in mm-hmm. his career. You know, and um, all of them have different goals. You know, the med student is trying to just manage life and <laughs> keep a good work life balance, have fun, stay fit and healthy. Um, you know, some people are trying to get their body back, so to speak, or lose baby weight, or lose baby weight from 25 years ago. And then there's other people that are aging and just like, I don't want to fall apart and I want to be able to, you know, pick up my grandkids. And that's the cool thing because we can scale it. It's infinitely scalable. So we can modify work time. So the time domains, we can modify the workload. And then everybody can get a good workout, you know. And that's where I think our staff is a huge part of that. But. you know, just the ability to serve people of all shapes and sizes, ages and genders, whatever, um, is the coolest thing I think about what we do. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because it's limitless and um, it gives us an opportunity to serve everyone. Um, so there's really nobody that's like counted out. It's really awesome.
0: Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think is that the train at my house? <laughs> yeah, like, that's louder than usual.
3: <laughs> Amplified.
1: So, so Tim and Kate, my question, I guess, let me back this up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I lost about fifty pounds working out and changing my diet and all the usual stuff a number of years ago. So, I guess my question is, you know, I've I consider myself relatively fit. I don't consider myself by any means some kind of uh, gym rat or, or some such whatever derogatory term you want to use um, if, you, if you consider it derogatory um, but I guess my question is why why is it necessary for me I mean it, it sounds like another commitment but I, you know so you can you know do things better in real life
2: well, I don't have
1: trouble doing things in real life is there still a place there for me or is this for I, people who are trying to improve you
2: know, I think uh, the biggest thing for us that uh, we found is that it's the community um, I think if you go to any affiliate The, the community is what motivates people Because you, know, you go to Globo gyms And there's a lot of people that just quit Because there's nobody there There's no accountability People there all have headphones on They don't want to talk to you um, And actually funny, they did a study That over 50% of the people that wear headphones Don't even have music on They just don't want to talk to you That's a weird thing, right? I mean, at our, at our community If you don't talk to people You're kind of like, wow, that guy's weird um, like we want you to talk, we, we have we have beers and brats on, on Saturday nights, Friday nights in the summer. Like we have social events together. People, that we're all friends. Um, our members hang out together a lot. Um, in fact, like we joke that like, you know, we bring a friend day if you have any other friends that don't do CrossFit because you just, you, you go through these workouts together and they're rough um, and they're tough. And I think the coolest thing is with the programming, not that I'm saying I'm a great programmer, but it's it's constantly varied, It's it's always changing. So you never get bored. And I think when people go to the to gyms, they're like, Oh, it's Monday, I do this on Monday. And it's Tuesday, I do this, and I'm gonna add five pounds, and I'm gonna do three sets of ten, and I'm gonna you know, it's just, it becomes monotonous. And then you're like, Oh man, I'm just gonna skip Wednesday. And then before you know it, you've skipped three days in a row, before you know it, you've skipped a week and then a month, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, the the driving force is the people at our gym are the driving force. I, I don't necessarily think it's Kate and I or even the coach. I think the The people that make up our gym are the driving force, and I think it's it's the motivation, it's the community for sure. Um, do I think you're going to get a better workout at our place than any other other place around here? A hundred percent, absolutely. But I think the community is is the keeper. That's the big thing.
1: So I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing at all. But do mm. I need a better workout? That's that's what I'm trying to ask. Like, what what do um, I do if if I'm satisfied? Yeah, is there a what benefit?
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll bring you in. Like, well, the first thing we do, we bring people in for a functional movement screen. And Caitlin puts you through that. And we just kind of test your movement, your mobility, and see how kind of safe you are. Um, they've done it with firefighters. They really test on firefighters to see kind of how close they were to injuries. Um, so we take that data and if people want to go go forward with us, we'll do five orientation sessions with them. And in those five orientation sessions, we're going to try to dig a little bit deeper, find any any more dysfunction. Um, Joe, you went through it, and mm-hmm. it's 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 five weeks or it's five sessions of learning. But we're also saying, hey, do some homework. Do this. Start working on this. Here's where you're weak. Here's where you you need some work. We're going to address that kind of stuff. And so we've never had anybody come through. That's like, man, I got a perfect score on that FMS, and my orientation was only one session because I'm that good. You know, everybody has something to work on, and so like, I don't say I, I challenge you. Like, if if we if we were able to kind of push and pull, we could probably find some weaknesses that eventually, in one year, five years, or ten years, will lead to an injury or you won't deal well with aging. Um, like my six knee
1: it, surgeries already. Would that kind of so, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, exactly. Yeah.
2: So so and then we we try to we work our way around that. We have a lot of people that have had injuries and surgeries. Um, And that's one of the things we pride ourselves on. If we can't get you into class, we do PT. We have, I think, 25, 30 PT clients. Um, So we do PT with people individually. So if there's something that has a serious issue. And PT is? Personal training, sorry. Yeah, we we do, I think a lot of CrossFit affiliates just kind of throw you into a class and and just funnel you in there like that's the end goal. the end goal for us is to serve you best. And a lot of times, it's not necessarily in a class. It's in, well, you just came off a of back surgery, you should probably do personal training for four to six to eight months until we've strengthened you up enough to where you feel confident being in a class. Um, so we, and that 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 comes from day one. We discussed that mm-hmm. from day one. Hey, um, we're not gonna push you in there. If you like working one-on-one and you want that personal attention and you feel you need that, then we don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think CrossFit, is for everyone. I don't think CrossFit classes are necessarily for everyone. Um, our personal training focuses on on your issues, the things that you need help with. Whereas in a class setting, we kind of have a general progression of getting people better as a whole. Um, so when we go into to the one-on-one, we can really start slamming your weaknesses and attacking those things, and hopefully making your weaknesses your strengths in, in however long it is. It could be a year or two or three, but our goal is that we're along with you for that journey to get you moving better and to function better, to live a better life. You know?
3: The other thing about injuries or knee surgeries, Andrew, would be that like, a lot of times we develop um, you know, and compensate and you don't even know that you're doing it but you well, function oh, I with. <laughs> <laughs> so some people though don't, right? Because you've had maybe like an ankle break or some repair done when you were in high school, and so a 45-year-old has just been functioning that way and not really even noticing that they're favoring one side or that when they squat they have no ankle mobility. Um, you know or they just don't know that that they have to grasp the chair you know the mm-hmm. arms of the chair or use the pole next to the toilet to get up yep. and sadly you know it's those things that are ignored um, early on that really should have been addressed that maybe weren't or PT wasn't really finished and PT in that sense meaning physical therapy post injury um, post surgery and so if those things aren't done in the proper time then we build up extra scar tissue or you know don't gain that mobility back and then it stays with us unfortunately forever so those are the things that we can oh sorry (laughs) those are the things that we can address in the um in that functional movement screen and say hey there's an issue here and you don't even know that when you're squatting you're you know you're making up for that or you know you're covering up these injuries and dysfunction that you have so we have to assess and bring those things to light first and that's what tim was saying like a lot of places just don't even do that they're just like okay hey welcome you get three three sessions free
2: and that's that's global gyms and crossfit yeah and
3: it can just lead to disaster or you know and maybe somebody isn't pushing hard enough to really get injured um but it's still not the best solution so that's what i think the more we learn you know the better product we try to um you know refine and just kind of keep getting better at what we do so it is. It's a full comprehensive intake and then, you know, teaching. Assessing. Yeah, yeah. Assess, reassess, assessing. you know, yeah. test, retest and you know, what pro- progress can we make?
1: So, so yeah, do, you know, p- do people reach their goals and then stop coming and be like, Yeah, you know, this is what I wanted to do and I'm doing no. it, so mm-hmm. I'm done.
2: Nope. We never I've never had anybody be like, yeah. Man, I finally got that deadlift. I'm out. It becomes addictive, right? Because if you get Uh 300 pound deadlift, you want 315 because that's, you know, three plates on each side. And and once you get that, then maybe I want to get more pull ups or I want to get a muscle up or I want to run faster. And so, yeah, I've never had anybody tell me, you know, I've accomplished it all. I'm out. Yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be funny. I don't know how I'd react. i react. Mean,
1: that's that's, that's <laughs> essentially I, I quit going to the gym. I was like, uh-huh. I said I wanted to lose 50 pounds. I lost 50 pounds. You don't no. have a reason
0: to go uh-huh. anymore. <laughs> He's like, now I can eat 15 cookies. Well, how about actually, when Joe, that's what really when changed. Joe the comes biggest change
2: is my diet. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's huge. That's, a, that's an important thing. We're, we're talking more about that, like more about you know, the three factors, like the nu- the nutrition and sleep are huge. And I don't like to admit it, but the workout is maybe least important. You know, you got to get those two things in order to get a really effective workout. And if you get those things in order, working together, then that's when you're gonna start to see major changes. Um, Because very few people wanna sleep eight hours a night, or they have excuses of why they can't. Um, And then, you know, as far as eating healthy, it's easier to eat fast food. Um, But if you can get those things locked in, uh, then you're gonna see results that you probably never thought you could have. And and honestly, I mean that. I think If you're stuck in your ways and you think your ways are right, and you get someone from a different point of view looking, um, you're going to see real quick that there's probably a better way to do it and that's that's one of the reasons that people will come to our gym and, and hire us to do that for them
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense It's it uh, often takes somebody who has a reason to see it from a different angle to be able yeah. to point out weaknesses in any system
2: yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's I have a coach I have someone that coaches me because if I didn't I wouldn't do some of the stuff that I do because I don't like it and I'm not good at it and so I have someone else that tells me what to do um, so you know it's I think from every level, that's good to have that. Mm-hmm.
3: And now we have a business coach too, so now he, he keeps us accountable yeah, in terms of right. how we run our systems and yep. what things we need to implement, and yeah. just different stuff that keeps us on track.
0: Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, how do you guys? What do you guys do to for from the the business and and the CrossFit side of it to to not become complacent and you know wind up becoming like another another gym or and you know as you gain more coaches how do you not yeah. let them
2: become that as well we i think uh, i i have had some really good mentors um, my coach is a huge mentor of mine um he was a great athlete he coached a lot of good athletes but he runs a really really solid gym and you know he posts on it on social media but a lot of it is about his education he's always reading whether it's you know, stuff about his, you know, stoic stuff or, you know, um, now he's into breathing, just breathing work. But it's often overlooked by everybody um, to lactic training to, you know, just just these random things that he's trying to make himself smarter because the smarter he is, the more people he can reach, the more people he can help. And I think all our full, especially our full time coaches definitely have that attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to be overachievers. I want us to be nerds. You know, you know you can't learn enough and I think once you get learning something you can take down rabbit holes and And I think we've really I, we push it a lot um, so all of our coaches have more than just like their level one um, that's that's basic you know they're doing 400 people get their level one every weekend you know no offense not that special and so um, we require ongoing education um, we do a lot of um, sharing of articles in our coaches group um, that if I think there's something really important to read we'll do that Um we're we're always educating, always educating. And it's not necessarily like how to make someone bigger and stronger. It's how to coach people better, different personalities better. Um, that's what I'm working on now um, for both my individual clients and the, the gym as a whole.
3: I was just so. at a workshop tonight, um, just a seminar, you know, about. Uh, about pelvic floor re-strengthening for women after having children. Yeah. You know, so it's just a, a niche thing. We have four pregnant women at the gym right now. Really? And they're all doing CrossFit. You know, Jenna's weeks I mean she thought she was in labor yesterday. So <laughs> yeah. I mean she's like oh, yeah. knocking on the door of, of labor. And so it's very important that, you know, yes, I've done CrossFit through through two through two pregnancies and Brandy, who's our right hand um, on staff has also done through one but Mm -hmm. still the more we know you know it's not just our experience it's formal you know learning from smart people (laughs) and so um you know but that was a great resource you know and you can find them anywhere but a lot of people don't take the time to do it or to read or to you know dig deeper and so now it's three more contacts that i have to get smarter from them you know so it's very beneficial and helpful that's cool
0: well Um, i have two questions the mm -hmm. first one is what is lactic lactic training you said because yeah. because honestly yeah. from a I have four kids like the only lacked anything was is is not related to the gym at all so you, you remember the assault
2: bike sprint show yeah yeah that's basically a form of lactic like there it's energy systems training and I think okay. that um, we get really we don't get as deep into it with our class as we do our individuals um, but like you know we do 30 seconds of work rest four minutes as hard as you can on a salt bike four or five times. Um, but then we'll also do like map work where we'll do four to five minutes of work with three to four minutes of rest, four to five rounds of that. Okay. Um, then sometimes we'll do like 20 minute conditioning pieces where it's just kind of moving and sweating. So it's a, it's if you get used to doing CrossFit and you do a 15 minute workout every single day, you're gonna get really good at doing 15 minute workouts. Okay. So we mix it up. On Saturdays sometimes there might be one where you just kind of grind for half an hour to 40 minutes. Sometimes it might be, like I said, max out for thirty seconds on a bike. We do that five times, so your workout was a total of two and a half minutes. But I guarantee you, that two and a half minutes was worse than a ten minute workout. Um, So it's, it's I still remember how I felt after that. I I went home and just didn't move. Sat in the corner of my kitchen. Uh, yeah, it's it's rough, but like, but that's the response you get from that. That's building a buffer, and okay. and so again, we don't get it to it. Like, I'll have Richard, or one of our guys who made regionals, he'll start off the season doing you know fifteen second max efforts every like third or fourth minute, maybe work up to twelve, and just get the, get the system popping and things, and we build from that. That's very early on in his season, so um, we do. Every everything's a progression. Everything that we do is a progression.
0: Okay. And the other question you talked about level one. Your coaches have at least that. What yeah. what is
2: so there's, there's, there was two levels of CrossFit coaches. Level one was a weekend course. You go and knock it out, take an exam. You're just level not going to kill anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At, at least not, pretty well, much at least not, it not in the short <laughs> term. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> teaches you the basics. Um, the level two gets a little more in-depth with group coaching. Um, it, okay. I would love to see the level one and level two combined and have that be like a four-day course. But um, now they have a level three and level four. Um, but then they have a variety of, of specialty courses from... Um, aerobic stuff, uh, weightlifting, um, powerlifting, rowing, um, the old endurance course. Um,
3: is there mobility?
2: There's a mobility one too. Anatomy now? Yeah, I just took an anatomy oh. one. So okay. there's probably about 12 specialty courses and probably about three or four online Kettlebell. courses. Kettlebell course, gymnastics course. Mm-hmm. L- then the level one and level two is those now. So okay. it's growing. But then. So like any
0: beginning organization, they've realized, hey, maybe we are doing something
2: not right. Let's yeah. let's. And they're criticized for it. I yeah. mean, they're they criticized from from ACE, from NSCA especially. They're kind of the leaders in the industry for personal training. Um, so they developed some really rough curriculum for their level three and level four. And I think that earned a lot of credibility. Hmm. Um, CrossFit, at our course, we have to demo that we can squat. Not some of these other personal training courses. You don't have to even have to do that. Like it's all okay. in a book test, and so um, that's one thing that I, I give CrossFit credit for. Um, but there's a lot of stuff outside of CrossFit people are doing for education now. OPEX, um, training think tank put some good stuff out. USAW, um, just read US, that's USA weightlifting. Okay, they just redid their. They used to have a one and two. They're going back to their four level system. Um, so there, there's a ton of knowledge out there. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of work with um, physical therapists, do a lot of blog work, do some seminars and clinics with DPTs, um, which has helped a lot with our personal training and development of of a lot of our accessory work. Um, so it's not just like uh, like the USAW, where I got another personal training cert. Um, it's a lot okay. more specialty stuff mm-hmm. that we're looking at now. I remember is, being
0: in there and being impressed with the amount of certifications and stuff yeah. on the wall. And- yeah because you don't i mean like you said the most gyms you just walk in you pay them your 10 bucks or you yeah. get your first month free and they're
2: like all right cool here's there's the locker room there's the stuff and well we like you know we know crossfit's a little more expensive we, it's a bigger investment for people and we know that and so we're always trying to show people that we're trying to do more um just to to continually be better so whether it's inc- improving our equipment um, you know, whatever it is, getting more certifications, getting more education is, is very high on my list. And, you know, you, you try to lead by example. Um, so we've, we've got a couple of people getting, getting some stuff in the next couple of months as well, some more education. So yeah, it, we do push it. We, mm-hmm. it, it's huge. And then they come back and they can share it with us. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's work, really worked out well for us. Okay. Now let's just say so. um,
0: Some of our listeners aren't from around here. Uh Um, If they wanted to get involved in like a CrossFit gym, like what are what are some key factors to look at as they're going in? That would be
2: like okay, these are red flags. Maybe I need to look for a gym maybe a little farther away. Uh, I think if people just if they say hey just jump into a class the first day that's a huge. I'd leave. Like I wouldn't do it. Um, I'm not saying we have it perfect, but I think we see if people can even move right to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Do a lot of
0: gyms do that? Or is that, is, I don't think so.
2: Okay. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't (laughs) think that, Um, but you know, assess early and I'm not just, if I just wanted your money, then I would do it that way. We'd come in and say, Hey, just jump in class. But then a coach has to coach you. And if you've never done anything before, you're going to get injured. And so now you got a class of 15 people, and now the coach has to watch you, essentially kind of babysit you, because they don't even know what you're doing, they don't know how you move. Um, so I, I don't, we never liked that. We, we used to do it a little bit, never worked out well. Um, so if they're not giving you an on-ramp program, like, hey, before you join, you're going to have to do five one-on-one sessions, or 10 one-on-one sessions, or come every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a month to learn all the basics. If there's nothing like that in place, I'd blast out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um if the coaches all have just like a level one and that's it, that scares me because there's no one there with like more knowledge than that. Um, and you can be well-read and that's great, but if the only thing you've paid money for, like all you care about is $1,000 cert, that's something that would make me, me leave too. Um, and then the kind of community. You can, pr- I think you can sense that pretty early what the community's like. Mm-hmm. Um, you pretty sense it, I think, hope with us. Yeah. Um, so I think those things would be I big. think? You yeah, think?
3: we had... Um, we've heard some stories of like horror stories, so to speak, of you know, so- and so that went to a gym, had an appointment, and then was like left on a bench for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, people that get neglected or you know, you're just like Tim said, thrown into a class. but I think you know that's one of the main reasons why, i meet with each person coming in because we want them to feel valued Mm -hmm. um we want them to know that they have my full attention for that time um for that you know 70 minutes or whatever it is Um, and that they're important you know we want to represent our business well and so if yeah like i think your first impression if you walk in and it's filthy and you know, they don't even tell you where the bathroom is. There's no, no member say hi. Yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. says hi yeah. to you. And it's very cold. And raise uh, the earbuds in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. like all that stuff. I don't know. I think it has to be a good fit, you know? And there's some people yeah. that are like, that just wasn't for me. And maybe some people feel that way walking into our gym. I hope not. But, um, you know, maybe some people walk in and they're like, Oh, I didn't like her.
0: Way I'm, too friendly. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. She was way too yeah. nice. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to be able to put on my headphones and do my workout.
3: So I don't know. I think those things are important. Yeah. Um,
2: but I think I think the, yeah. the biggest thing for me would be like I whenever I have somebody moving, and they're like these three these three affiliates are closest to me when I'm moving. Can you look at them? And I look at them and I'm like, man, um, certs are first. I I'll get the coaching staff. What, who's the what does the owner have? Is the owner leading the way? Is he have a, just a laundry list of seminar? Uh, yeah, to a point you can just if you have the money you can just go get these. But I look at their programming as well. And if it's just like the same crap every day, um, there's not much thought put into it. There's thought put into every single, every single thing we do is thought out. Um, I did it today for a lot of people, and it's just like, there's a purpose for everything that I do, and so um, that's important to me. So I look at those things when I'm helping people find, even if they're going on vacation, um, I'll find those places. Okay, so, is, yeah. is that's it, cool. Is
1: it important for your members to come every day, or you no. know, can, you, no. can you do like, two or three days a week and get the same effect. I mean, um, albeit slower, I understand that, but,
2: you know. You, it's a, I suggest people come three days a week um, to start. I think that's, that's fair.
3: I usually <laughs> like four. Well, for okay, how long? Four, An hour? That's
2: fine. Um, yeah, <laughs> our class are 75 minutes. We, so we, it allows time to, for the classes to, clear out and and come in we used to it was like cattle herding cattle in the evenings um so we've we've opened up the 75 minute classes although it generally takes 60 minutes um but you know it's hard to say i you know our our best athletes work out five days a week and do some doubles so they still have some good rest and one of those rest days is like a regen day well they'll they'll go for an easy you know 15k ride or something like that um and just do like a good flush um but What's regen? Like a like a easy like I might just go for a no. I mean, like, what is it? Was the word regeneration? Just like a recovery and things like that. Sorry, yeah. Just want to um, make sure. Yeah. So the, so the goal would be you're not going to crank hard enough that day that it's going to affect you tomorrow. You're going to feel better after that workout. i mm-hmm. um, getting some good blood flow and things like that. So that's when you like you know high end athletes will get massages, um, go to the Cairo ice baths, acupuncture, whatever they want to do to recover. That's usually the day they do that. Yeah. Um, but I think. You know, I, I, and we, we have people come three days a week, but then they end up coming five. I think it, it, I think there's for a lot of our people, it's, it's almost addictive in a, in a healthy way. Um, that's why we program a Thursday as like a recovery day for the entire gym. So those people that want to come six days a week can and I feel safer that if I program that day and they can still come and they're not going to burn themselves out in a month doing that. Um, but it is, I think a lot of people at our gym want to come every day. And I think, I think some of them are smart enough to know that they probably can't, and they take a day off. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say at least three days a week.
3: Yeah, we're closed Sunday. Yeah. So that forces people to play with their kids or you know, yeah. Get <laughs> go out for a and, walk or take yeah. a nap or, you know, do something that's, you know, good for them or with their or family. Or at another gym.
2: There you
3: go. Or go yeah, to Chick-fil-A. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's right. oh, close <laughs> Sunday, see? We're yeah. just like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the nice thing is, like, when we start people, I always tell people, like, you can come four days a week. And if it's your first week, you know, our staff knows that you're new, because we do things to make sure that we know who all the new members are. Um, so we'll just pull their volume down and make sure that they're not using really heavy weight. So they can come more frequently and not get overly sore on Monday, like from Monday, that they can't come back until Friday. And that's our goal is, yes, you might get sore because you've not been doing anything. Is that how you were, Joe? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> and I didn't mean that. It a, I only went twice I, a week, that too. not <laughs> No. <Yeah. I> was, <laughs> so, <laughs> but if you're, you know, if we can slowly increase volume over the course of two months, all of a sudden you can hit it hard four days a week you know but initially if you're here four days a week we might just say okay everyone else is doing four rounds of this workout but you're going to be done after two and then i want you during their third round to go get on the bike and just flush those legs out you know just flush it out and then during the fourth round you can go for a walk you know or just watch and stretch um or just cut one round out you know or whatever it is or instead of 20 minutes you're going to stop it 12 the first day, you know, yeah. um, or take rest intervals in there. So we can modify that workload so that, you know, people have a nice introduction and um, can still feed themselves yeah. or pick up their children or, <laughs> or do, do up do this, yeah, walk upstairs, upstairs. Yeah, exactly. get yeah. out of bed, <laughs> like, yeah. all the important oh, things. Yeah. No. No. One. There yeah. will be soreness, you know, as yeah. there would be with starting any new regimen, right? Like if I go to Zumba, I'm probably going to get my butt kicked. but. That's different, you know. So it's changing stimulus. Mm-hmm. But,
0: yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Andrew.
1: Well, I guess where I'm at is like <laughs> sounds like a fascinating way to get fit. Um, it is. Mm-hmm. I, my question. Uh, so here's my my current regimen, which I started not that long ago. Actually, is I'm running two days a week, and then the other three days during the the regular work week. Um, I'm either doing calisthenics or yoga. It's been a lot of yoga lately simply because I mm. need to stretch out and I get tight. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm happy where I'm at. I mean, I I don't have a drive to like do more. And maybe there's something that I don't know that would provide that. But I'm like, you know what? This is working. So my question is, you know, is it worth spending the money to get told? Well, I may, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. You know, you're, you're doing everything wrong. You're wasting your time. Stop running. It's not good for you. You've already had six knee surgeries. You're wearing out your cartilage anyway. Yeah, I know. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, you know, I think, you know, and Matt Chan said it once. Matt Chan's a, one of the original guys, and, and he, they asked him why he did CrossFit, and his answer was, so I never have to say no to anybody. And I think he meant by that he likes to climb, like a lot of rock, lot of rock climbing, so he can do that. He can go on a forty-mile bike ride. He can. He he doesn't have to say no to anything because he can do everything. And I think that's important to me, especially now that I have kids. Like I can go to my kids' soccer practice and play soccer. And I look at half the parents and they they can't. They literally they they can't even run. Um, like that's the stuff that's hard for me to take. Um, like it, it's borderline sickening to me. Like you're given one body. You know, you you live once and. Like to me, and I have a different, I guess I'm, I'm very competitive. And so I want to keep getting better at what I do. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily um, like point you, put you down for wanting to turn out to do it. Um, I think it's, I think when people try it and they realize that the, there's a different potential here. Uh, and we have yoga at our gym. I think yoga is fantastic for, mm-hmm. for uh, longevity. Um, and we do have runners. I'm training a lady for a half marathon right now. Um, so I, I was a runner. I was a high school collegiate runner. So I, I believe in that. Um, absolutely, um, and so I, I wouldn't push you away from those things. But I think there's a way for. Um, I think CrossFit's efficient, and I think that's a big thing mm-hmm. um, that people um, can start to see. I, we could probably help you run faster. Um, we by can, running less. By by in theory running less, correct? And so <laughs> that's just I think sprinting. <laughs> um, there you go. Intervals, man. Yeah. Um, so I think like, and, and that's the. That's the idea behind it. But for me, it was always like, you know, the whole idea of I want to play with my kids. I want my son to have to wait till he's 15 to ever try to beat me in a sprint. You know, I want to be as strong as my stronger than my son as long as I possibly can, because um, I'm really competitive. But I want to set an example for my kids as well about what health looks like. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily push you uh, away from CrossFit. I think it'd be awesome if you tried it. And if, you, if you like it, then awesome. If not, then hey. Um, you know, keep living. I'm not going to, we would not like you for it. Um, but, I, but I, you know, I just think it's, it's done so much for me. And I you know for, for Caitlin as well, you know, Caitlin had borderline lupus uh, seven, eight years ago and was almost dysfunctional. And now mm-hmm. she's incredibly a fit. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, that's our pass with it. And we've seen how it's changed us and how it's changed a lot of our friends and a lot of our members. And I think that's the, the motivating factor. We'd say, you know, give it a shot jump in mm-hmm. and see what happens do you see change that goes beyond the physical do people absolutely I mean,
3: yes that's it's my a favorite. mental emotional
2: thing i mean it really is it's um mm-hmm. you know i say like i i, I tell caitlin sometimes i uh, i skip church to go to the gym because it's like it's like my sanctuary and it really is like i i, I guess because my i've always felt like my my physical fitness was a, a my was my my biggest kind of gift from god and so i feel like on saturday afternoons when everybody leaves that's like my time to be alone and i i really like that time and so yeah there's a very emotional part of it for me I think, um oh, yeah
3: one of our members just thinking specifically um was going through a separation divorce when she came to us and it was awesome to see her attitude change and the way she carried herself. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the most incredible experiences on this journey for me. Was watching her empower, like feeling empowered, um, as she saw what she was capable of doing because it was her body, and then starting to, for the first time, believe in herself and what she could do and what she, you know, and all of a sudden. She's someone completely different, and it wasn't, you know, somebody that somebody else could put down. She was more confident than we had seen ever before, and in a short time. Um, So the empowerment aspect, I think, is really awesome. Women, especially. I just said, I think I commented on Facebook yesterday or today, that I would rather weigh 150 pounds and be strong than be skinny and weigh 135, you know, like it's not about a number on the scale anymore as much as yeah sure five pounds off might be nice but if i can put more weight over my head now than i could a year ago when i weighed five pounds less i'm okay with it you know and um that's really cool to me i think for women um to feel strong um because so long in our you know in our society they were you know either lesser or submissive or whatever if we want to get into that but um you know now it's like you can feel confident and ladies can feel like they can do things themselves and they don't need to call their husband to help them move something or you know have their dad come to their apartment to help move something you know or whatever um and things like that you know that just really i think the empowerment aspect is huge um and then Jess also joked before, we have a pew inside oh, that's right. uh, inside yeah, that's the right. gym that we got right. refinished. And it's a, you know, a bench for people to sit on and change their shoes or whatever. But I'll never forget Jess said that one day she goes, I think I talk to Jesus more on the bench here than <laughs> yeah. I do anywhere that
2: else. Works, that works, man. It works. It's religious. Just let <laughs> me get home. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, just sit here a little bit longer. Uh, no, it, 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 there, there's... I think that's the biggest thing too, and I mean, I, I could we could sit here for three hours and mm-hmm. give you examples of people at the gym that, um, it, it's more than just the seventy five minutes of the workout. I mm-hmm. think, you know, and I hope that we've helped build people's confidence. Like you know, Caitlin said after this, this girl's divorce and things, and um, you know, I hope I've helped. hope we helped build like their their value. Um, and I hope that some of them have kids, and I hope that that bleeds out to their kids as well, and their kids can see that. Um, we, I think exercise is awesome. And I think um, you know respecting your body is is huge for our, in our belief and and I um, so it's big. Yeah, I think the, the emotional part is is I don't want to say bigger than the physical, but I think it it's almost matching it.
3: It kind of overflows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: Plus, I mean, you've got Glenn Reddinsky, little scrawny soccer guy, who's now he's a tank. He's an animal. He's a beast. So that's, it's awesome. So for all you it is a really people. neat.
3: That's a good connection to bring up, though. A lot of high school athletes or collegiate athletes kind of get done with competitive sport, and then they're looking around like, "Now what?" Yep. You know, and so they find CrossFit, and it's something that's they're competing against themselves. They can do local competitions, or you know, if they want to, like Richard, you know, get to um, the CrossFit you know regionals level or whatever. But you know, for some of us that you know lived high school athletics for four years. And that's, you know, all we did as kids growing up. Now it's like, I can be better than myself. And you can retest workouts, you can, you know, run faster, lift heavier, do things better. And it's sometimes it is against the person next to you. But a lot of times it's against yourself. So it is, you know, getting better and, and it's competitive like that. So that's a really good connection to make. Like, it's not just Glenn, you know, who now has a new sport. But that's the way it is for a lot of us. And then how many of our members are like, I was never athletic, mm-hmm. you know, and never did anything like this. And so it's totally out of their comfort zone, but they give it an honest try. And all of a sudden they're like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, so it is really neat. It's kind of anyone, you know, and that's a really awesome thing too. I love that.
0: Hmm? Did they answer your question, Andrew? To that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, frankly, I never did sports, well, I sort of one year did sports, but I didn't do sports in high school or college, Mm -hmm. Um, and... I've always been competitive, but I've never been the competitive where it's like, I'm going to do it better than you. It's been the competitive Mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to find the loophole in the rules and figure out a way around Mm -hmm. it so I don't have to try so hard. It doesn't sound like you at all. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't really lend itself to like, if you work Uh harder, you'll be better. I'm like, well, just give me the rule book in 20 minutes and I'll beat you at your own game.
0: Yeah, right. Um, So what you're saying is you fit into the CrossFit paradigm because like they said, you can do more with less.
3: Right. right? That's the loophole. Effectiveness. <laughs> sure, Joe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to you can just cut reps and win. That's fine, too. <laughs> no. We, sh- yeah.
1: we throw <laughs> eggs at that guy. That's right. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'll just strategically cut reps, so then where, <laughs> yeah, where right, people right. are really paying attention, that's where I'll go all okay. out.
0: Save it for that. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Okay. So so if people wanted to if people wanted to hook up with you you guys and what you're doing, what would they where would they go, what they would they do?
3: Our website um, is crossfithershey.com. Um emailing us on the website, there's a contact page, there's another page where you can like request a packet that we Put together that's kind of like a. it's called recommit to your resolutions basic goal setting guide a little bit about what we do why we do it um and an invitation to come to what we call our second saturdays yeah. um so the second saturday of every month we host at 9 a.m a free workout so doesn't have to be someone that's even necessarily considering coming if they're just like oh i want to check this out and see what crossfit's about it's a great way to just walk in No no pressure. No, yeah, and we do talk about things and you know answer questions when people have them. But um, certainly, it's a good way to come in and get a free um, basic workout. No barbells, um, nothing crazy heavy, nothing super hard. Moving, sweating. Yeah.
2: Eight to twelve minutes. Um, It's kind of. Yeah,
3: we warm up, well stretch things like that, and then do a workout. Um, So that's there, and then people that are like, I might want to try this, and I think it sounds really cool. Um, the functional movement screen, get that done. Um, They can do that, you know, request a contact on the website or my email address is kate, C-A-I-T, at CrossFitHershey.com. And then that's just setting up an appointment time. We shadow a class while that's happening, so we can see how a class progresses while we're collecting information on how you move as well. So we accomplish a lot in that little bit of time um, together. But mm -hmm. So...
0: Kate hand, handles the admin, and you handle the. She <laughs> the <workout. does>.
2: I'm <laughs> the first friendly face. I get, yes. and I then yeah, I get the like the drop in stuff. I get a lot of that stuff and uh-huh. all that jazz. But yeah. she does a lot of that. Yeah. I
3: do like member management, all that sort of stuff.
0: Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be super sweet. And then Tim's like, bah! I know it's
2: good. <laughs> it's like, that's Brandy. He's just more intense. That's Brandy. That's brandy. Brandy's the <laughs> one that like, oh. can cut you out with a smile on her face. People are like, she's so nice. Yep. <laughs> she's so nice. So the bait and yeah. switch, eh? <laughs> 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 we play good cop back <laughs> oh, oh, that's coach. coach. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Maybe so. <laughs>
0: All right, cool. So we, we do this all at the end of our podcast. One final question that has okay. absolutely nothing to do with this topic. Oh, I mean, right. it, mm-hmm. knowing you guys, it might, but we'll see. Um, so, what are you currently reading or listening to?
2: It's been hitting you. Um, I'm reading a book. I forget the title. Um, I was reading two. I just finished uh, Tim Ferriss's book today. Um, Who's I've, Tim Ferriss? Tim Ferriss, the four-hour workweek guy, oh, okay. um, the one I just wrote. What is it? The the big thick one. I just forget the title of it. Um, and then uh, Ben Bartholomew wrote a book on coaching, um, and so far it is incredible. Um, so again, that's one that's really helping me kind of learn more about individuals and how to coach them best. So okay. it's been so far so good with that mm-hmm. one. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So I'm much more like. I mean, you said listening. So, yeah. Listening. Uh, yeah. I do audiobooks,
0: I'm, but I call it reading. So,
3: oh, I, I was going to go with music. Is that okay? Can I go music land? Sure. Yeah. You can go. Okay. So, yeah. Lauren Daigle Radio on, um, yeah. I'm all about like, I, I love worship music. Gets me in my zone, gets me where I need to be. Okay. Good attitude for the day. Mm-hmm. She, doesn't,
2: she doesn't read much.
3: I don't like okay. to read much, but when I do, it's usually biblical.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you tried audiobooks? No. You should. I hate reading. I Can't sorry. Stand My children reading. occupy way too much Well, of my that's ears. true. <laughs> You're also in the, I also understand the season you guys are in. Yeah. Too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I don't have a quiet office. I have. A,
0: so. Well, I have a commute and I drive all day. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah. so, right. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having us, for guys. It was awesome. Us. It was really
3: yeah, cool. Really it was really fun. cool. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And Joe, we'll see you back at our gym soon. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm moving. So, oh, I mean, that's right. That's a good excuse. Good, good.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. Um, I might show up at a second Saturday, and I just might learn something. I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah, I might show up for that, too. I might show up for their brats and, and beer, too,
1: just <laughs> you know, for fun. Um, <laughs> that's one of the options. Don't bother working out. Just come and hang out with us. And- <laughs> Have a good time.
0: If if you eat the food, you gotta come work it off. <laughs> that's <laughs> that was that's was actually my takeaway: is you can work out so that you uh, you can eat more cookies. I mean, that's <laughs> that's clearly the uh, the takeaway from here. But
1: that's the only reason yeah. I do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so yeah, if you're local and you want to try it out just to get used to it, come to their second Saturday, and you'll find I think at the very least you'll be enlightened um, to what's going on there and your health and. I think even things that you didn't know, muscle groups that you didn't have, uh, that you thought you didn't have, will come away, and uh, you'll. I think you'll. I think you'll enjoy it, even if it maybe it's not your thing, or you're you're one of those people that is disciplined and is able to do something else. But yeah. So, anything you want to add
1: to that, Andrew? Hey, depending which day you come, and which day we're there, you just might get to meet one of us too. That's just there an added go. bonus. yep there you go uh
0: so yeah if you enjoyed this conversation um if you enjoyed uh what what they had to say feel free to take a minute to share it uh we absolutely appreciate and love when our listeners tell other people to listen to it we know that there are millions of podcasts and audio things and the fact that you took this time to listen to this we really do appreciate it thank you so uh, much yeah, yeah, for real. If you want to take it to the next step, um, feel free to leave us a comment, a rating on iTunes uh, or your favorite podcast application. Um, and if you want to take an even higher step, we have that Patreon account. You can, uh, you can hook us up with like a buck, a buck a month. I think that's, that's all we're really asking for. If everybody that listens to this just gave a buck a month, we could afford to buy um, Andrew a new microphone.
1: Or just cover our hosting really.
0: <laughs> and cover yeah, cover the hosting expenses. So regardless, it's not about it's not about that. We're enjoying this, we're having fun and we hope you are too. We just thank you again for listening in and we'll catch you next time.